Hey, everybody. This is Jason here. Thanks for listening to the Embrace Church podcast. We're coming out at you with another bonus episode. Uh, today, we're sitting down with our very own Brian Rock. Say, hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. Jason Smith, how are you, buddy? <laughs> Doing awesome, Brian. It is so awesome that we get to sit down here right now and do a podcast. It's something I've been dreaming of ever since we've met. I'm so excited. I won't go through our big list of, of names we have for podcasts that we've brainstormed. It's pretty extensive. It's pretty extensive. But right now we're taking over the Embrace podcast because uh, you're a 57th Street campus pastor. How long have you been here? 10 months. 10, Ten months. 10 months. Last July. Yeah, 10 Almost months. Almost a year. Almost a year. It feels like much longer. Gee. <laughs> Much, so much longer. You have more gray hairs than when you first I came. I do. I literally do. I know. My kids are telling me that they see more gray hair. That is a legitimate thing. It's the campus pastor life, and it's I great. Guess. I guess. Um, so, so campus pastor, they, we trust you enough. You went on stage this past weekend, and you gave yeah. an incredible message. Thanks. Applause. I'll let the applause ring out. If you're listening right mm -hmm. now, you can applaud. Um, no, it was a Dumb. great message. We're, we're in a series called Dumb Things Christians Say, mm -hmm. and you gave week two of the message this week. And uh, what was it on? It was love the sinner, hate the sin. Right. right. Love the sinner, hate the sin, dumb things Christians say. Um, and I think it's a dumb thing Christians say because it's simply just something that we've weaponized. I kind of talked about that where we just talk. We essentially use that phrase to pit ourselves against people and go after that particular sin that they're dealing with, but most times, the vast majority of the times, all people hear is us just yelling at them and not necessarily at that sin. And mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, so I, that was actually a topic I was pretty passionate about. I know was, I've said it a lot. <laughs> I know I've said it a ton of times. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was, it was incredible. And like, even just your point, um, that you got to, maybe you can talk a little bit about, but it was just like, what if we just loved people? And like the, yeah. the sin wasn't the gauge on whether that love was there or not, you right, know, right. which it seems like a simple thing to do, but it was, is truly something that's challenged me. And so I didn't know, um, yeah, talk a little bit about that for someone. Yeah. Missed. I think, um, I think the idea of just loving people is if you talk on the Christian, maybe conservative evangelical side, when you just say love people, people are worried, oh, you're just going to water down truth oh, then. Yep. And so if I just love people, then I'm not saying anything about sin. Mm. Uh, the interesting thing when you look at Jesus, like he loved people while not condoning a particular sin necessarily, mm. but he was in with them. He was connected to them. He was loving them. And so, but I think for us as Christians, a, a large segment of us, and I'll put myself in that category too, where uh, I've used that. I've used that terminology of love the sinner, hate the sin. And I'm really not worried about loving the sinner. When I say that I'm yeah. more worried about being offended and going after the sin mm. that they're um, talking or dealing with. It's kind of easier to do that too. For sure. Yeah. Because we get, we get offended and then we decide, well, it's my job to then, um, I don't know, take God's side in this and say, well, this is what, God really wants for that when, when God can speak for himself yeah. in many ways in that sense. And so, wow. um, so what if we just love people? What if we just cared for people and we were far less concerned about their own sin wow. and just cared for them well? Um, and I fail at that as much as I succeed at that too. So that's another yeah. part of it where I was hopefully speaking to myself as much as anything. Man. Well, you brought it. And you were speaking to yourself. For That's, sure. You felt that. I felt for that sure. in the room I, mean, I was like, I know Brian. I have and I torn know. you down so many times where I'm just like, man, love Jason, hate Jason's sin. 
uh, for all you uh, out there that don't know, so I'm the creative director. We're on staff together here at Embrace. And so Brian and I aren't coming at this meeting for the first time. We have kind of a uh, a Bonnie and Clyde sort of relationship going on. Is right. I don't know if that's the correct thing. I don't, I'm not sure. Do you know who Bonnie and no, Clyde are? Not some sort of folk band. <laughs> No, they uh, shot people and oh. robbed banks. So, and they did that hey, together. Love, so I don't know love the sinner, hate the sin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I, heard, I heard that once before. Yeah. Um, well, um, uh, as much as I would like the reason for us to hop on this podcast is to make jokes all day, right. which I love, right. I think we could. We <laughs> totally could. Um, a, a couple of things I wanted to hop on on here and chat about was um, with our messages and, and uh, while it was so impactful, so much truth, um, there's only so much time we have on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Like um, usually it's anywhere from 20, 25 minutes, um, 30 minutes if Adam, our lead pastor, is feeling really on fire that day. Just you keeps know? talking. Just keeps talking. Um, uh, so I really want to hop on here. If I could name this segment, I would call it cut for time. So like, what are some things or something you walked away after giving the message? Like, man, I really wish we could have uh, dove into that more. You heard mm-hmm. some feedback on like, man, I really wish I answered that question or someone asked this. Yeah. What's some, some one or two things that was, that was maybe cut that you'd love to, this is kind of a, a raw, safe sort of space where we can just coffee shop chat about yeah. those things. It's just you and me, right? Just nobody me. else is listening. No one else is going to hear this. I promise. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> um, after one of the services, somebody came up to me and they asked the question, is every sin the same? And I'm like, mm. right when that person asked that question, I'm like, why did I not talk about that? <laughs> um, and so, but what they were really getting at is, okay, is taking the Lord's name in vain as bad as adultery or murder or mm. whatever. Yeah. And and so I'm always interested when people ask that type of question because I wonder what's behind it. Uh, you're, you're like, I wonder what's really at the crux of that, asking that question. But I think the two things that I thought of in that moment were, one, any sin, whether it's, quote, a small sin, Compared to a big sin, any sin separates us from God. Mm. So there's no difference in taking the Lord's name in vain or whatever, you know, speeding or, you know, not giving back the change that we got that was too much. Uh, Any sin, even small like that, like like that separates us from God. There's a salvation issue there for us, I think, Mm. because we... There needs to be a fix in place. There needs to be some way to to cross that gap between who I am and who God is. He's perfect. I'm not even in that little quote, little sin. Yeah. Whereas on the other side of that question is absolutely. There are different sins that affect the world around us at a greater uh, point. And so particularly in our society, and I think probably in the world, like sexual sin, just like it causes destruction. Yeah around us. It causes people to hurt. It rips apart marriages and breaks apart families and, you know, a number of things. Um, But there's many things that are for sure, not just society wise, like, yeah, we see that as a bigger sin. Like you're going to go to jail if you commit that sin, Sure, but it's just going to leave a larger wake of destruction behind you. Yeah. Um, So in the human terms, absolutely. There's different levels to that in the spiritual terms, whether or not I need a savior and I need Jesus yeah. in my life. No, like I, I don't think so. Yeah. That, wow. There, there's so much in that because, um, I'm going to confess something here. I do oh, speed. Man. Okay. Go. I, I do. In um, the car. In the car. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I, I'm, 
Yeah, I am an avid runner, so sometimes I run so fast I get pulled over. <laughs> right. That's, that's yeah. not a joke. It is a joke. It's totally a joke. Totally a joke. I, there's no way um, you ever run. But it is. You start to you start to get in this game where you feel responsible to weigh the sins of yourself, weigh the sins of others, and mm-hmm. oh, this wasn't as bad. This is worse, and yeah. it gets in. The, and that's the cool part about what the whole the whole message, the crux of it was, was like love people because then we don't feel that responsibility to to balance the sin or right. to. Um, but yeah, like you like you've said, there is a balance there. But um, yeah, <laughs> that's that's incredibly powerful. Do you do you think that um, even with that question, we um, with the love people, is there as much truth to that, to loving ourselves in the lens that we see ourselves through the sin that we have? <clears throat> yeah. I think you see for, for people, I, people don't love to talk about because I think the church has done a poor job of it in the past. Like the difference between shame and guilt, like that mm-hmm. was another piece that probably just didn't get fit in there. Yeah. But when we're talking about, Hey, don't at the end, I, I ended with, you know, hate your own sin, but don't hate yourself. Yeah. And I think we forget that, okay, God can use guilt in a certain way. Like if I do something wrong, guilt tells me that I did something wrong. Shame tells me that I am wrong or that I am bad. Guilt says you did something bad. Shame says I am bad. Yeah. And so what's the difference between that? How do we, how do we effectively as Christians go after our own sin and, um, still love ourselves because God That's loves good. us, loves us to the point that he sent a son to die for us and not make our identity. Okay. Since I committed this sin, wow. Now I see myself as that sin. Like that's who I, and that's the opposite of what Jesus yeah. says. That's your the opposite. Imi- you think your image is changing yeah. because of this and yeah. you created. But we do that in so many areas of our life where, yeah. oh man, I eat too much. So that's just who I am. That's who I'm going to be. Wow. Uh, that's now my image to, um, oh, I, I've got a quick temper. That's just who I am. Yeah. And that's who I see myself as to even like we see ourselves as our job or our identity. I make money where none of that is actually who we are. Yeah. Um, Jesus has far different things to say about who we are than, um, than we generally portray on ourselves, which usually aren't good things. Wow. That is, and, there's so much. Wow. That's amazing. Oh, I mean, you're <laughs> so, pumping my man, ego, you are bro. Just, man. Well, when you talked about overeating and that's who you are, I was like, that is me. <laughs> I that's, thought you were going to say, oh, no. that is you, Brian. I totally <laughs> see that in you. I was, I didn't think it was appropriate. <laughs> Um, I, I did hear it once though, like, like shame is so petty. It can, it'll find anything to latch itself onto. So like the smallest thing to the biggest thing. And Mm -hmm. is if it can even get that one little foothold or that one little step in the door, it'll start its goals to change your identity and what you think about yourself and all those things. And like, it takes the smallest piece. Um, yeah. And that's, how do you, what's the, it is, how do you keep that poison from coming in? Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's. That's a good question. I, I think it's it's hard. I think it's easier for us to see other people clearly than we see ourselves. Mm. And so it is really, really hard. We got to, I think we really got to be connected to who Jesus is. We got to be really connected to what he says about us scripturally. We got to be really connected to other Christians who see us because, well, I think I can see Jason really clearly and I know man, this is what he's strong at. This is what he's great at. Maybe here's where he comes up short in a few few areas. And that's it. Like that's just, that's what it is. If I turn that lens on myself, um, I'm not going to, for the most part, and then maybe this is just me. Like 
I put that lens in myself and all I see is just the bad side of those things. And I, and I see the shame and the struggle, the things that I, that I deal with, the sins that I deal with and that type of thing. And that's just who I become. So how do I, if I'm not really connected to Jesus, I don't think rightly about myself. And so how do I think rightly about myself? I have to remind myself what Jesus says about me, what God says about me. If I'm not doing that, then I just won't think rightly about myself because I'm going to go on my own instincts. And those are generally bad. Wow. Being connected to those, the promises and Jesus is huge. And I think just as much of that uh, is, is the community aspect you're talking about. I feel like, like if I can have an open door for somebody to say, Hey Brian, what, you know, a regular touch base of like, man, what are you seeing that I'm not Mm -hmm. kind of thing. I've had that in my own life and it's been hard, but super life giving to where a, you get encouraged by like, Oh, this isn't a trap. I'm just in myself. And then, and then B, you have a fresh lens of someone who wants to help make you better or is there to comfort you and, and see you succeed. So, yeah. And I can point to the times of my life where I haven't had that. And pretty consistently, those are the times of biggest struggle in my life where I haven't had somebody else shining the mirror on me or facing it towards me and just saying, Hey, this is what I'm seeing. Just like you said there. I think that's, that's hugely important. Well, again, it was an awesome message. And if you want to listen to it again out there, you're listening to um, to the podcast after the message, Cut for Time, if we were to name it. Um, but if you want to listen to the whole message uh, from this past week, go to imembrace.com. And right on there, you can find our, our media page and you can find all the past messages on there. Brian's is up. You can even listen to it here on the podcast. Um, uh, we just posted it this past week. So um, take a listen to that. But um, before we continue on, I wanted to, um, if someone listening to this podcast or listening to this last week's message, there's a lot there, right? We talked mm-hmm. about bonus things that weren't even in the message. And we, we there's this whole message full of truth and simple takeaways. But like, what would be your one hope or one takeaway that you'd want someone to walk away with after hearing this message or this podcast today, mm-hmm. if, if, if anything? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say the one thing, like I just, I want people and I want myself to live in such a way where I am far more concerned about my own sin and what offends God in my own life than I am yours or the person next to me. Um, because I think, I think oftentimes as Christians and probably not just as Christians, like we just go after what people are doing wrong and, for whatever reason that makes us feel about better about ourselves. Um, and again, like we just have a tough time thinking rightly about ourselves. And in this sense, if, if they could, if somebody could take one thing away, how do I, how do I deal with my own sin and how do I just love people and not worry about theirs? Maybe that's three things. Yeah, that's that like was, 15 things. That was eight things. Yeah. But and so if there's one eight thing right. that you want people to walk away with. Could you, could you restate the question? <laughs> <laughs> Love people. There you go. Love that's the, no, that was, that's amazing. Um, uh, before we end today, and I, I don't mean to catch you off guard, and I know we talked about this a little, I wanted to, with a series called Dumb Things Christians Say, um, uh, you know, we were kind of running short on content. Us as Christians don't really say never many dumb things, right? No, we're, we're right on point. All Again, the time. that was a joke, yep. right? There yep. we go. Sarcasm we're... doesn't go over the air as well. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. That's why I'm labeling it. <laughs> Sarcasm moment now. Um, we do. We, there's a lot of dumb things. Like we probably could have done a, a whole summer series on the dumb things we say. <laughs> totally good. And uh, our, even our goal with this series was to do, to, to say a dumb thing, but say it with grace because we say it out of a place of 
good intention, but not mm-hmm. always. It doesn't come across the best right. way a lot of the times. Um, like I said, like I've said, love the sinner, hate the sin, uh, so many times, mm-hmm. not out of bad intention, but out of, out of a good heart. So it's cool to hear the truth behind it. So I wanted to spend uh, the last bit of our time together with shooting at you some, some rapid fire, some rapid fire, um, dumb things that we aren't going to cover in this series. Okay. So we only have a couple more weeks left in the series. We're hitting on some really awesome topics, but none of these that I have listed below. And I just wanted you, I just wanted to say them. And then you kind of, we just talk about like, um, we we just talk about what you think what does that mean when you hear it like right. off the street right. off the yep. cuff and it. then what are they trying to say and what does what should we maybe start saying right. instead or what have i tried maybe, to say when i've said this yes yeah exactly. exactly and maybe um who knows maybe we could totally change one of these sayings forever in culture oh i thought you said i thought you were going to say we're just going to come up with a new dumb things we sh- we could Christian <laughs> say <laughs> Brand new one, nobody's ever heard. <laughs> well, okay, let's try. If we have time at the end, let's okay, we'll do get that. to that. Okay, okay. so here's I'm gonna I'm gonna start with this rapid fire. Are you good? Okay, right. here we go. Everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. Um, I think this one, that one is maybe the one of the most well intentioned dumb things Christians say, but yeah. can hurt the most. Really? Because I think that one, like. Everything happens for a reason. Like that's something you're telling somebody who's going through a tragic loss or a huge, who knows what in their life that is causing them a ton of pain and almost to relieve yourself of tension in that moment. Like, Like, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Oh, Hey, uh, well, everything happens for a reason. Oh, um, my mom just passed away. Tell me what the reason is for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so again, the attention probably is, it really is heartfelt. Like I'm trying to actually offer hope here. Um, but in that moment, somebody who's grieving or really struggling, man, that can really, really hurt people. I think. Yeah. But I know I've said it. Yeah. I, I think I've probably said it most when I don't understand the right thing to say. Like right. definitely it's been like, I remember I've had conversations with my family and maybe they've even said it to me of like, Oh man, you know, telling somebody about my bad week and like, well, you know, everything happens for a reason, right? you know? And yeah. And I think there's also a heart behind it of really trying to say, God's in control. You're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Like God is sovereign and he knows what you're going through, Mm -hmm. but it might not be in that moment what somebody needs to hear. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, I what's don't know. the, what's the new catchy version we should be saying that has the right truth to it. Uh, okay. So what's the saying again? <laughs> this the saying that is a dumb thing is everything <laughs> happens for a reason. Um, instead of saying everything happens for a reason saying things that hurt, they suck. <laughs> but I don't think that came off right. That's Can, harsh. <laughs> Things that happen, they kind of suck. They suck? Okay, where's the hope? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We need something that says, yeah. God's got you, Yeah. but this really hurts right now. Things happen, but he happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, like, knew, get it? I, knew, right. I knew if I just gave you a pathway, you I would open the door. Perfect. You're right. That's yep. perfect. Just like shame. I'll take any little foothold <laughs> for a joke and I'll go in. So yeah, things, yeah, but I get what you're trying to say though. Like, Yeah. This is hard what you're going through, yeah. but let's, you know, let's know that God's still in control. That's awesome. All right. Second one. Here we go. Um, uh, the Bible says you shouldn't do that. Oh man. That's a, yeah, that's heavy as even as I the, read it. The Bible says <laughs> you shouldn't do that. Um, I think this is where 
this is where you like just, when is the when do we usually you, hear this? You, like I'm well, trying you, to think. You got to know the context. Like yeah. Uh, for example, um, Marin, my 15 year old, uh, she's got a couple of buddies at school, and they're hanging out, and they've she's gotten connected to a couple of other kids that are Christians, and so. Yeah. Somebody uh, took Jesus' name in vain around them. And oh, her sure. friend uh, said, hey, you can't do that. Like, you know who you're around? Like, we're other Christians here. <laughs> and even to the point where uh, where the one friend even said, yeah, the three of us, it's like the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. <laughs> you can't like, offend that. Like, yeah. That might have been a little much. Yeah, that was a stretch. What are you teaching um, your kid? <laughs> but if you're saying, hey, the Bible can't do that, or you're not, you're not supposed to, the Bible says to do this, but you're doing it the wrong way or whatever. I think, um, know the context. Is it somebody who follows Jesus? If we're talking to a non-Christian, why would we expect them to do what the Bible says? Oh, sure. there, there's yeah. no expectation in my mind that a non-Christian would have the same standard that I do yeah. for what's right and, and wrong. And it kind of even taints the relationship and the hope we would have for for somebody to to read the Bible to grow in a deeper relationship with Jesus yeah. and a relationship for Jesus. Well, and it also just kind of says the Bible's just a bunch of do's and don'ts. Yeah, and that's it. And yep. it's not that at all. I mean, it's yeah. it's as you read through it, it is probably the most honest piece of literature ever written. Yeah, where it, it's not trying to hide anything. It's not trying. The authors aren't trying to hide who they are. Yeah, um, and it's certainly not a do's and don'ts. And so, if the Bible says don't do that. If you say that to somebody, I don't know that that's really going to catch on in today's world. Yeah, it's not It's not the newest hit hashtag. <laughs> Maybe not the newest hashtag. <laughs> um, what should we stay, say instead? Let's come up with a, what's a good, um, creative, we need to give the uh, the audience a creative way to say this right. better. <laughs> I, I don't know that this is one anybody should ever say. I'm, so, I'm not sure they should have anything new well, yeah, to what, this. What's the good spin uh, on it, the good spin, could, The good spin on it is... Okay, how do we how do we tell people there's a better way to live? Like how do yeah. we how do we say, hey, um, instead of saying the Bible says you shouldn't do that, um, God actually wants the best for you. Like yeah. I truly believe that God wants the best for you. He, and if you're living that way or you're doing something that's contrary to yeah. what we read in the Bible, um, there's actually plenty of ways that or plenty of reasons that aren't quote Christian reasons to not yeah. do that. God just knows better. And honestly, back to your message, even like we're probably doing things that the Bible says you shouldn't do that. Right. <laughs> and so then we say that I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and <laughs> I'm say, go, yeah. there's been a time or two today day that I've done yeah. something that if somebody was around and, me, it says, Brian, the Bible says not to do that <laughs> every day. Ah, good call. Good, good call. call. And I think, I think to like to close that one off, it's like, if it is about relationship, pointing people to a book they don't understand, or when you say that, it makes them understand the book in a whole way that yeah. isn't it isn't intended. Yep. Um, don't do that. You need to step out on the foot of relationship. So context of your relationship with them, yep. you know, because even coming off to them is like, God wants the best for you. That could be weird for them too. Yeah, totally. But, totally. but if you come at it from the relationship of wanting to make them better, each other better, I think that's just an all around better yeah. thing to do. Yeah, so absolutely. That's the statement. So rewind a little bit, get that whole statement. Get that. Get that yeah. <laughs> 25 word statement. <laughs> yes. So the last one I want, I want to shoot your way is Christians shouldn't ever judge. Shouldn't. We shouldn't ever judge. Should not ever should judge. Should not ever judge. Christians, especially. Um, I think Christians shouldn't ever judge. I think I see this in Facebook comments a lot. You think? I, yeah. Um, Through political, maybe comments. Or I have something. two kind of separate thoughts on this. The okay. first one is like, let's look at the life of Jesus. Okay. okay. So he's the one we're trying to emulate, right? 
who did Jesus judge in the gospels? Who's he judging? He's judging other religious leaders. Like mm-hmm. he's, so like he's judging me. Like I'm an quote insider. Like I'm a Christian. I'm in the church. I'm a pastor. Like his harshest words were for those religious leaders. Wow. And so yep. he went after the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. Um, he went after those that, um, that were on in high levels of church or, uh, worship yeah. or whatever. And, and that's who he went after. The person that he doesn't quote judge are like the woman who got caught in adultery. Like he, he doesn't condone what she did, but he also says, if you never sin, throw the first stone. So like yeah. you just see Jesus caring so well for those people who are on the outside. Wow. Um, so I think, I think within church circles, like we are to hold other Christians accountable. We are sure. to hold other followers of Jesus accountable and those types of things. Um, again, still knowing that we're falling short ourselves. Mm. Um, I think the other piece to this is uh, there's a pretty, in today's society, there's a pretty broad label for like, don't judge. I mean, yeah, yeah don't judge anything. Like, it's a, it's, yeah, I know a handful of people personally, that's the reason they, they don't go to church. Right. Even. Yeah. yeah I just, feel judged walking right, right in. Right. Yep. Don't judge my lifestyle. Don't judge yep. any of this. And what I would say is, uh, like, we're also called to be wise. Um, mm-hmm. Like, there may be, like, there might be a relationship in my family where I have to just put up boundaries wow. because it's not, it is not wise for me to be around that person. It is not mm-hmm. affecting me or my family well. And so... I think if you just throw out the entire judge language and insert wisdom language, um, okay, what does it look like to live wisely and to be around people that live wisely? I'm not saying cut people off who, you know, whatever that looks like, but we've got to set good boundaries too. Um, So yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that's my thoughts. No, that's, and again, I think um, (laughs) this wasn't planned, but these three points kind of all tie back a lot to your message even Um, like, Christians should never judge. Like, I think even a replacement for that is again, like that judging and that focusing on sin piece kind mm-hmm. of correlate together. So yeah. it's like, um, love people and see through that lens, right. um, rather than pointing fingers, pointing them to this, pointing them to that judging yep. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's awesome. Brian, we've had a great talk here today. It's been a great it's been, talk. It's been incredible. And if you guys want to, again, listen to the message and, uh, I hope you've enjoyed today. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to listen to the message, I'm embrace.com. Be sure to um, check us out at one of our locations. You can find all the info on our website, too, with that. Um, I'm sure Brian would advocate for 57th Street 57th Campus. 57th Street. Is that your shout-out? That's my shout-out. Did shout you have out. something else prepped? No, or? that was it. 57th okay. Street. The, it's great. <laughs> well, you Is heard it, it here first. Did I need to add more to that? Well, I, I thought you had more. I don't know. No, no, no. That's legitimately. <laughs> okay. it's, it's great. It is great. I so, think that's our tagline at 57th Street. Yeah. It's great. It's <laughs> fits on a t-shirt if it's on a lot it's a very short sentence okay we could go on forever thanks so much for listening you guys have a great day